You, you guys are a lively bunch today and ready for worship. Yeah, I am too. Uh, it is great to see all of you gathered here today. If you would take a moment and register your attendance on the pew pad, you can place those in the offering plate later in the service. Or if you are joining us online, please leave a comment so we will know who is worshiping with us. Just a couple of announcements. Uh, tomorrow, the United Women of Faith will be gathering as their monthly meeting. Benny Campbell has the program. Uh, also, at the end of this service, we will be collecting funds for uh, the community Thanksgiving uh, meal, desserts. If you have not given to that project and would like, like to, know that there will be a basket available at the end of service to, to give to that. Also, this week... Uh, starts Advent Bible Studies uh, Wednesday nights at 6 o'clock and Wednesdays at 11, Charlie Brown Christmas Bible Study. You are invited to come. It is a study for all ages. Let us prepare ourselves for worship with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, it is a blessing to be in this place, in your house, with our brothers and sisters in Christ to worship you and to be renewed in faith. I ask that your Holy Spirit come and draw us closer to you in this time of worship. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please stand. I searched the world But it couldn't fill me Man's empty praise Treasures to fade But never enough And you came along Put me back together is now satisfied here in your love oh there's nothing better than you there's nothing better than you there's nothing nothing is better than you I'm not afraid to show you my weakness, my failures and flaws, Lord, you've seen them all, and you still call me free, cause the God of the mountain is the God of the valley.
May be seated. As we go to our time of morning offering, uh, if you have just a reminder, if you have not returned your commitment card for 2024, 
your estimate of giving card and plan to do so, you may do that through the offering plate or to the church office. And speaking of commitments and stepping up, it is wonderful to see those who have stepped up to lead us in worship during the past month. Uh, Molly joining uh, the vocals, Justin taking lead on vocals, and Mark Casey joining us on drums this morning. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you are so faithful, and as we ask your blessings this morning, we give thanks. Thanks on this Veterans Day weekend for those who have faithfully served and given us the freedom to gather and worship you today. We give thanks for the rain. We give thanks for your presence with us and this church family and we give thanks for the grace that we know in jesus christ as grateful and giving people we give back to you praying that you would bless the offering that we would give multiply it and guide us in its use for your glory and for the coming of your kingdom in christ's name we pray amen if the ushers will come forward we will worship god with our morning offering
you may have noticed the flowers at the communion table this morning. The rosebud is placed in celebration of the birth of Eleanor Elizabeth West from her ELC family. And the flowers are placed on the communion rail in honor of our veterans. Do we have any veterans in the congregation today? Thank you for your service. We appreciate you very much. Because we do realize it's a gift and a freedom to be able to come to this place and, and worship today and be together as a family of faith encumbered and have the choice where we worship. And we give thanks for those who worked and gave of themselves and fought to keep us free. And we also give thanks and pray for those who are serving now in our armed forces and their families who have to make great sacrifices for them to serve. With recent events across the world, I've heard speculation about could we be living in the last days. Folks say with the war in Israel and conflict around the world and issues going on that, that maybe Jesus is coming back soon. Maybe it is the end of times. I also hear people speculate in the book of, of Revelation. Could the events that are told in Revelation be happening now? Are they playing out before us? Well, to answer that question, I have to say, I don't know. I subscribe to what Jesus said in the 24th chapter of Matthew that only the Father knows, not the, um, not the angels nor anyone else. Only the Father knows when the Son of Man will return. Whatever the case, though, we need to be prepared for events. If Jesus should return in our lifetime or in the time of our great-grandchildren. So I invite you to take your Bibles and turn to the 25th chapter of Matthew. Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13. Matthew 25, 1 through 13. Hear the good news. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flask of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the other bridesmaid came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. 
Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, which challenges us and equips us and reminds us of the need to be prepared. And we ask, dear Lord, that the meditations of our heart and the words of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable unto you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. It is Jesus' last week on earth. He has entered into Jerusalem. He has gone to the temple and cleansed the temple. He has gotten into it with the religious leaders, the Sadducees and Pharisees. He has lamented over Jerusalem. It is just days before he would be crucified on the cross. So he takes his disciples and moves across the Kidron Valley to the Mount of Olives to teach his disciples. Chapter 24 is those teachings, teachings about the end of times, how to wait and how to be until the Son of Man returns. Then after he teaches the disciples, he moves to chapter 25, which is a series of three parables which speak to the Son of Man's return. That is where the parable we have in the scripture reading for today comes in. I just have to pause a second. Does anyone else hear that? Is that the sound system or is it? It's my microphone. Okay. That's an easy fix. So it's bumping up against my microphone somehow. I'm glad I paused to ask. Let's see if that fixes it. Because when I'm the problem, I want to know I'm the problem because that's very distracting to me. Okay, back to where we were. So there are 10 bridesmaids who are, um, 10 bridesmaids who are waiting for the groom and his bride to come from the festivities. They are gathered together and five of them are very wise. They decide not only to be prepared for what is, but what could be. They don't only bring enough oil to prepare for the situation, but they bring extra. They have margin. They're ready for any unforeseen thing which could happen. And then there are five foolish bridesmaids. And they only, they're prepared, but they don't prepare for anything extra. It is only if things should go as expected. Well, things do not go as expected. The bridegroom is, the groom is delayed in his coming. The bridesmaids fall asleep. And when he arrives, they realize that they don't have enough oil in their lamps. Five of them are completely prepared. They have more to put in their lamps, but five do not. So they're forced to, to go out and buy more. And while they are gone, the door is locked to the celebration. 
and they can't enter. And to this parable, Jesus concludes by saying, Keep awake, no one knows the day and the hour. Jesus is teaching here about the value of preparedness. Just as the brides do not know that the bridegroom will be delayed, so we don't know when Jesus will return. All we know from Scripture is that he will return. Scripture tells us even uh, he doesn't know. The Father is the one who knows. So we have to be prepared in any case. Just like the wise bridesmaids, we have to have margin. We have to be ready. The next parable in the 25th chapter of Matthew is the parable of the talents. Now, this parable speaks about a landowner who goes on a journey. And he entrusts his capable servant with resources, with money. And the next servant, who is a little less capable, he trusts with a little less money. And the next servant, a little less. Well, while the landowner is gone, the servants must use their money. And when he comes back, he finds that two were very shrewd. They used the gifts that they had been given. They used the opportunity, and they traded, and they leveraged, and somehow they were able to double what the landowner gave them. But one, one was foolish, and he was terrified, and he was stuck in his head and stuck in his thoughts. So he, he buried the money, and there was no return. And to this, the landowner is furious. He could have at least put the money in an interest-bearing account and got the little back for what he had. What Jesus is teaching here is make the most of the opportunities you've been given. Two servants did. They made the most of the money they were given and they leveraged it to double what they had. We have been given so many opportunities in life. Do we leverage what we have to grow the kingdom to make the most of the gifts we've been given? And finally, in Matthew 25, there's a parable about the judgment of the Son of Man. When the Son of Man comes into his full glory, he will judge and separate the people like a shepherd separates the sheep and the goats. And to those on his right hand, he said, Come into my glory. For when I was naked and hungry and thirsty and in prison, you took care of me. And those people on his right said, When did we see you in such a condition? And to this, the one judging said, When you did to the least of me's, me, you did you, these, you done, you've done unto me. And then to those on his left, he said, Depart from me, you that are accursed, because you did not care for me when I was in need. Those on his left said, When were we, you in need? We never saw you in need. And to this he said, When you did not do for those in need, you did not do for me. Jesus here is teaching about service. This parable reminds us of the value of doing for others. When we do for the least of these, we do for the Lord. We help those in need and we serve Jesus. While we wait for final judgment, we look at opportunities to serve Jesus realizing that when we serve those in need, we are blessing the Lord. So what do all these parables have in common? Of course, Jesus was using them with the disciples to talk about the end of times, how the disciples are to be prepared. They are to be prepared like the wise bridesmaids. 
making sure there's enough oil in their lamps, making sure their souls are ready, taking care of their souls in a very difficult time, a difficult situation, being ready whenever the moment may come for Christ's return. He's also teaching about making the most of opportunities. Everything we have in our life is a gift from God. How do we use those gifts to bless God and bless others? Do we hide them away or do we leverage them for the kingdom? And Jesus is teaching about also about serving the least of these, getting beyond ourselves and truly loving our neighbor, caring for those around us. And when we care for those around us, we're caring for Jesus. And in turn, we are fulfilling the great command of loving God fully and loving our neighbor as ourselves. We may not know the hour and the day, but we can know how to be prepared and be ready when that hour and day may come. And it can be so easy to get overwhelmed and look about, look at what's going on around us and get fearful of modern times. After all, we do see the war going on in Israel. We see conflict in the Middle East. We see the rise of artificial intelligence. What's that gonna mean for us? We see rapid inflation and changing landscape and society. How's that gonna impact us in the future? Could this be a sign of the end times? Could this be a sign of Jesus' return? Well, the truth is, we don't know. We want to know, but we can't know. And just like with so many things we can't control in life, we have to be ready, we have to be prepared. We have to go day by day trusting God and looking to the Lord for our next steps. And if you think about it, this advice from Jesus is really a good way to live life any day. Because there are so many things in our lives we cannot control. We cannot control the sickness that springs up, or the unforeseen death, or the loss of a job, or the destruction uh, that goes along with maybe our children, our family members. There are so many things that we can't control, but we can be prepared. We can live faithfully in the Lord. We can trust him. We can keep our soul prepared for what may come, just as the bridesmaids were prepared for the groom's return. They had enough oil to to keep their lamps ready and keep their lamps burning in the unforeseen. And so it was with us. We can keep our soul ready as we wait, as we face the unforeseen. We can be prepared no matter what comes, and that's by spiritual disciplines, by keeping our soul filled with prayer and Bible study, with worship and small group, with generosity and service, we prepare ourselves for whatever may come, whenever may come. We ready ourselves for the journey ahead. I once read a story in which a man wrote into a columnist and asked him about the value of attending church. The man said, I've been going to church for 20 years, and for the life of me, I don't remember a lot of sermons the preacher preached. I don't even remember what the preacher preached on three weeks ago. How can this be of any value to me? To this, the columnist replied, 
You know, I've been eating my wife's cooking for 20 years. I cannot remember most of the meals she's prepared. I can't even remember what she fixed two weeks ago on a Monday night. But I know her meals nourished me. I know they gave me energy and they fed me and they made me the person I am today. Without those meals, where would I be? And it's the same when we worship. It's the same when we practice spiritual disciplines. We fill our soul to ready ourselves for what may come, especially the challenges in life. We can't control everything, but we can control how we take care and take advantage of the opportunities in our life. Every gift that we have is from God. That's what scripture says. James says that every good and perfect gift in our lives is from the Father above. And there are so many gifts in our lives, from our life itself to this opportunity to worship, to the clothes we have on our back, to the food in our pantry, to the time in our day. We have so many gifts. And the question is, are we leveraging them to make the most of opportunities God has given us? Are we using the best of our time until Christ returns? Are we making the most of what God has given us? We can't control everything, but we can serve others, knowing that as we serve others, the least of these, those on the margins of society, that we serve the Lord and that we are doing for the least of these and in turn doing for him, and fulfilling the command to love God completely and love our neighbor as ourselves. When we serve others, we realize how blessed we are, and we get out of our head, and we think about our community. We think about those in need. We think less of our problems and more about Jesus and more about our brothers and sisters in need. And I believe that prepares us, that readies us, that helps us for the uncontrolled events in our lives because it helps us live with gratitude and it also helps us in service to the Lord. We can't control a lot of things. There is so much in our lives we don't know. And the question has been a question for a long time. When will Jesus return? You know, Paul had to deal with this when he wrote to the Thessalonians long ago he was urging them to keep working because they wanted to quit work uh, because they thought Jesus was coming back at any time so he was saying keep on doing keep on being and really that's how we're to live in light of any situation we face in our lives and in our world Jesus calls us to be prepared to make the most of the opportunity and to serve others and in doing so, we will be truly blessed. When will Jesus return? Are recent events a sign of the end time? Who knows? God knows. And as we wait as his beloved family, we are called to wait with assurance, trusting in him, being prepared, making the most of what he's given us, and helping others in need. And that's a good lesson for us in the end times and today and every day, especially as we face the uncontrollable events of our lives. Amen. Let us pray.
Heavenly Father, we give thanks for your love and your grace and your presence with us today. We give thanks for uh, the opportunity to worship you and to fill our lives with your presence to overflowing. And we give thanks for the opportunities to serve. Help us in all things to look to you and trust you, especially in the unforeseen events of our lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
I know if you have a prayer need in your life or would unite with a First United Methodist Church, either by transfer of membership or profession of faith, uh, I'll be available after the service to speak with you. And now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace.